Well, welcome everyone to today's episode of TMI Advice You Didn't Want. Today we're diving into probably a very relatable topic of what to do when life knocks you on your ass and when you feel like, oh, I'm standing up, I'm feeling good, and then suddenly you feel like you're knocked back on your ass again. Well, in case we haven't met, my name is Karen Angeli. I'm one of the hosts here on TMI Advice You Didn't Want. And my name is Ashley. And I think this is a great topic because I think we all have our thresholds at different places. And I know for myself, I can definitely see the cycle of me feeling like, okay, I'm getting it. It's making, uh, I'm making things happen. I'm grooving. And then something comes along my way and completely derails me. And um, sometimes it feels like it's completely outside of our control and all that. And people say, well, that's just life and all the things. So I'm excited to dive in and give it a little bit more of a answer than, well, that's just part of life. (laughs) Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like I believe, and I I know you believe this too, but our soul signed up for everything that we're experiencing. We signed up for this at the end of the day. So the the experience that we're choosing in our life, and I say choosing on purpose because I don't feel like anything is a coincidence. I don't feel like things just happen to us. I feel like all of life is us choosing Mm -hmm. where we're going and how things are going to look. Mm -hmm. And um, that whole concept of, oh, that's just life. No, that's a victim. To me, that's a victim mentality that like it's time to squash that. And I love that we are talking about this because I recently watched a Dr. Joe Dispenza testimonial on his YouTube, um, on his YouTube channel. And um, it was about this kid. He's 26 years old that had brain cancer And um, it completely rocked my world watching this because this 26 year old is telling his story about how he had brain cancer and he started like um, doing all the things that Dr. Joe talks about where he goes to meditation. He really focuses on what are his thoughts and how is he feeling on a regular day-to-day basis. And the more that he did that, his cancer just continued to shrink, shrink, shrink until suddenly it wasn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, the most amazing thing that this 26-year-old said is he's like, I'm so grateful that this happened to me because I wouldn't have, I would have never done all the things that Dr. Joe talks about. I would have never focused on my thoughts. I would have never focused on my feelings. I would have never meditated two to three times a day. That would have never been my story. But because it did happen, I dove in head first and decided to make a change for myself. And I think that's one of the biggest things that a lot of us miss when things knock us on our ass Mm -hmm. is that this isn't necessarily happening to me, this is happening for me. And I can't tell you how many people I have run into at Dr. Joe events that are like, yeah, I healed myself of cancer. And I'm so grateful it happened for me. And they use that terminology because they're like, if it hadn't happened this way, I wouldn't be who I am. Mm -hmm. Things would not, I wouldn't have made the resolve in myself to change and stop being the victim in my life and stop just allowing things to derail me, so to say. Yeah. So it's amazing what people can do when faced with adversity like that. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's like the crazy thing too, is like you hear some stories about people that had a lot of adversity and they overcame it and are at a wonderful place. And like, I could say the same thing with like my accident and I overcame it and I'm at a wonderful place, but now we have different challenges and it's like the new level, new devil kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's some people that never have anything bad happen to them. And it's, and whenever I say that to someone, they're like, oh, they're just not being honest with you. And I'm like, maybe, but I had a conversation one time with my ex's mom and I had a very close relationship with her at the time. And she talked about how um, she couldn't really relate to what I was going through because I had a lot of stuff happen to me in a very short amount of time when I was very young. And she's like, I can't relate to what you're going through because I've never had anything bad happen. She had always been a healthy person. She had always um, had friends and family. Her parents were always healthy. Um, she got married fairly young um, to her soulmate. Um, they never had any problems. Um, they had kids, never had any problems. Their kids followed the rules and all that kind of stuff. And they just had a very status quo life. And she's like, looking back, I have no, like, there's a saying, like, you're either entering or leaving or in a crisis. And she's like, that never was true for me. I don't think I've ever gone through a crisis in my entire life. And she was in her like late forties. And I just remember thinking, I feel like I've gone through enough crises for a lifetime. And I was in my twenties <laughs> and I hadn't even been hit by a truck yet. <laughs> and so there's also that aspect of it too, of like some people get hit hard and other people don't. And um, sometimes like just merely being late for something and getting lost can feel like a crisis and all that. Um, but I was talking to my friend the other day and yesterday, and she was talking about how every single time she's like, I'm starting to eat healthy. I'm starting to exercise. I'm starting to meditate and life is going good and I'm feeling good. And then I break my leg and I get a cold and everything is gone because you can't exercise with a broken leg and you can't do all the things you can do other than like meditating while you're sick. And she's like, every time I get there, something happens to that degree where I'm like knocked out. And for me, I can kind of relate to that where I, I definitely have like that roller coaster in my business where I've had that roller coaster for a long time. And um, it would have high, high peaks. And then I would get really sick. And um, then I would have like a lower month and that kind of thing. Um, and just recently, I, I've been sick for almost two months. And right before that, I was feeling the best I had felt in years. And so um, sometimes it's hard to not see that as like, a, I'm feeling good and life's going to knock me down kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's that right there to me is the thought that like, if it was me having that thought, I would be like, I got to get rid of that thought. What mm -hmm. am I going to replace that thought with? Because yeah. we're literally creating our day-to-day -day moment by the thoughts that we're thinking and the feelings, more importantly, the feelings yeah. that we're feeling on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm not kidding when I say, if I stub my toe, I will go, I will go, oh my God, what was I just thinking? Or what was I thinking five minutes ago? Because I want to know what is it that I'm thinking and feeling that created this particular experience? Like to me, your life 
this is just my opinion. If you don't agree with it, mm-hmm. whatever. But your life is literally made up of your thoughts and feelings. And if things start, if you start to get like pain in your body, we talked about that on our last episode. Like, what are you not paying attention to as far as your emotions? Yeah. Like, it's the same process to me. Like, if you are stubbing your toe, your body is warning you, hey, like, what are you thinking and feeling? And then if you don't, if you continue to ignore it, it starts to build. Um, yeah. One of my favorite people that talks about this is Kevin Trudeau. He talks about this in depth. If you want to know how to manifest, there's two people that I recommend and it's Kevin Trudeau is one of them. And the other one is Dr. Joe Dispenza. They know what they're talking about when it comes to actually manifestation, manifesting with intention. But Kevin Trudeau talks about this where somebody asked him, they're like, well, if I've stubbed, if I stub my toe, like, how does that relate? And he's like, it's a warning sign. Like you're warning yourself, like, that you're on the wrong track somehow and that there's something that needs to be cleaned up. And one of our, one of our mutual mentors, she talks about this whole concept of cleaning things up, cleaning emotions up, cleaning thoughts up that just don't serve us anymore. And what kind of effect that can kind of build on. I know for myself, 2023 was a roller coaster. I started off on a really, really high, high, and I felt really, really good. But I know like looking back, if I look at the thoughts that I was having when I was really, really high, yes, I was having these really like blissful, I'm excited. This is really great thoughts, but I also could feel a subconscious program that was tiptoeing its way in this subconscious thought of what happens if it crashes down. Yeah. And there was a fear for me because I had quit my job. Um, what was it? November, 2022. I quit my job and I was like, I'm not planning on going back. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I want to. And then it was kind of like February hit. And I was like, I think I'm going to have to like, I think I'm going to have to do something about this. And we're going to have to like make money somehow. Does that mean that I am so horrible at manifestation and I can't create all these amazing things. No, it just means that I need to keep working on my thoughts and my subconscious thoughts Mm -hmm. that are um, keeping me in a certain state. And here's the thing that I've discovered, especially with meditation. I don't have to know what those subconscious programs are. It really doesn't always matter. But what matters is for me doing the work of when I notice the the subconscious start, thoughts start to peek through. Yeah. And I start to notice, ooh, I don't really want to start continue feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing for me about meditation is when I'm in a deep meditation session, this actually happened for me this morning. When I'm in a deep meditation session, I can actually feel the effects of releasing these subconscious programs that don't serve me. It's like, it's almost like somebody has a weighted blanket on top of you and somebody just pulled it off. That's the best way I can describe it. And so whenever I have experiences like that, I'm like, Ooh, I just worked through another subconscious program. That's not serving me anymore that I don't need in my life that I can let go of. So like, 
talking, like if I was to talk with your friend and like, this is so relatable because I've been here too. Like we've all been here where we're like, uh, if one more thing happens and then you, one more thing does happen. Like well, the I've been there. Boring, right? When it yeah, rains, ex- exactly. It's so very relatable. But the question is, how are you going to look at it? In my opinion, are you looking at it as, oh, it's just one more thing. Or are you looking at it as it look at it instead of a problem, look at it as a challenge. What, like there's a difference between a problem, a problem feels really negative And a challenge is like, Ooh, I'm going to take this puppy on and I'm going to be triumphant. Like there's, yeah. it's a different feeling to it. Yeah. Um, so well, even like when, um, our court got adjourned, right. Mm. So, when our court got adjourned, I was like, um, just laughed. Like, um, her lawyer was holding the door and, you know, you're, you're about to go head to head with this guy. So like, I'm in like fight mode, (laughs) (laughs) the door open for me. And I'm like, oh, I got it. I can hold it. And, um, uh, for all of Derek and his binders, cause we have like two massive bags of binders of evidence for court and so I'm holding the door open for him and so I made like a joke like look at all our evidence (laughs) you know in like fight mode but like not like completely bitchy and so I'm like I got it thank you and he's like oh no it's fine and so then Derek gets to the door and we get out and he's like, just so you know, cause we didn't really understand what happened. Um, we got sent to a specific room um, and we didn't realize that that room meant we probably weren't going to be proceeding that day. Cause it, it like mm. it, it did, it was like, okay, that's not normal. But like, I was like, I guess we're going to be nice and cozy in this little room. Yeah. Like, <laughs> means we're going to be adjourned. And so um, Derek's ex was like off at the other side of the room, like nowhere near us. And so her lawyer was like, um, just, you know, um, we're probably going to be adjourned today. And I was just like, totally like nowhere in my like field of reality did I think that was even a possibility. And we've been adjourned before because of Derek's ex. And so people kept on being like, oh, what if you guys get adjourned this time? I'm like, oh, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then here we are. It's happening. And I'm just like, what? And I have a huge smile on my face. I can feel it like in my ears kind of thing. And I just like throw my head back and laugh like a true, like hilarious laugh. And I was just like, of course of course we're being adjourned and mm-hmm. I could have been like fuck are you fucking kidding me like oh mm-hmm. God, like why is this happening I just spent the last few weeks preparing I have four binders that I spent all night making sure they were perfect and da 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 and I laughed and also then was like oh Derek's ex is watching as I laugh with her lawyer and she <laughs> happy and that's like a cherry on top <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was pretty entertaining to see her out of the corner of my eye as the three of us me and Derek my partner and her lawyer standing there laughing while she's way over there watching us just looking like she's about to kill us <laughs> um yeah. and so it was like I just was finding joy in all of those things and like yes it might be a little bit malicious joy in her discomfort and anger but sometimes that's okay. (laughs) And even with the kids, um, sometimes they'll do things 
and uh, they're doing something wrong and they're getting frustrated and whatever else. And I just laugh at them, you know, and like, so I could be, it could be malicious that I'm laughing at them and their discomfort, or I can be bringing joy to the situation. Or the other day we were looking um, at houses and we got lost and our Google Maps wasn't working and Derek was getting frustrated and I started laughing at him in his frustration like this doesn't actually matter and um so for him that could have been like me being malicious and enjoying him and his frustration but it's like like the idea of it can always be like finding joy in it you know it's yeah absolutely she's frustrated and mad and the situation is funny like of we're laughing with her lawyer you know that's that's kind of funny we're about to go head to head against him for three days and um then Derek getting grumpy and me laughing at him it's like I'm not choosing to be there with you like you know exactly Exactly. and it always comes down to the choice and you said you said this perfectly like you could have been like, oh, it sucks that court was adjourned. Mm-hmm. You could have stayed in that frequency and nobody would have no would it nobody would have thought anything bad of you for thinking no. that because a lot of people would think that. Mm-hmm. But what would happen if you looked at your life as just a set of, well, that's funny that that happened that way. I wonder what else is gonna happen next. Like mm-hmm. that's how I've started looking at my life. And I feel like that's probably one of the safest ways to look at your life because you can always get so hung up on how you think things should go. And when they don't go that way, we get all, all up in arms. And it's like, no, actually, like you don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what this is going to mean for Mm -hmm. you, or maybe there's an impact you're going to have on someone else. Like, there's just so many possibilities in the universe for how come this is happening. I mean, for myself and my husband, like we've really been diving into this whole concept when it comes to our money, right? Mm -hmm. We look at our money as like, how can we play? Like, how can we play with this? And I'm not talking about going out and spending it and playing. I'm talking about what can we manifest as far as money is concerned? Mm -hmm. And that means that we have to have a high vibration, even when it looks like things are not going the way we want them to. So say a bill comes in that you're like, Ooh, I don't know what to do with that. Like, how am I going to pay that in the past? I would have been like, Oh God, what are we going to do? And I would have worried about it. I remember staying awake at night, thinking about how am I going to pay for that certain bill? Yeah. Well, why, what does that serve? That doesn't serve anybody. Me sitting there worrying about it, trying to, trying to figure out how we're going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Where now this is so much more fun where I can look at the bill and I can just go, you know what? Money has always come when I needed it. Yeah. Always. And sometimes it comes in abundance more than I need, you know, like it's just one of those things that, you know, I could, I could sit here and be worried about it, or I can go, you know what? It comes when I need it exactly when I need it, how I need it, when I need it. And in a lot of cases more than I could even have dreamt of. So how's it going to show up this time? Every time I do that, I really started playing this game in 2023. Mm -hmm. I started playing this game with my money and I would go, 
how could it show up? What mm-hmm. might happen? Yeah. And every time I do that, weird stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Stuff will show up in the mail. Like, and I'm not even kidding you. Like we got to check mm-hmm. that for a loan that was closed out 10 years ago, we'd already paid off this loan, but there had been some sort of lawsuit or something with this bank. And so the bank was paying out people and we get a check in the mail for a bunch of money. And we're just, we just stare at each other and we laugh because we're like, we did this. We created this. This is the beautiful part of manifesting with intention instead of getting hung up on the money. And I know in 2023, when I wasn't doing this, when I wasn't playing this game, that's when things started going south. And that's when I didn't manifest money. And I can actually look back and I can track that. Mm -hmm. I can see what the thought processes were. And I can go, oh, that's what I was thinking at that time. And that's the reason that we, maybe we had this certain bill come or um, things broke and we didn't expect and that kind of thing. And so it's always like it, to me, it always comes back to what you're thinking and feeling at every given moment. Like, what are your thoughts and feelings? You're literally creating everything right now with what you're thinking and feeling yeah no I completely agree and like to kind of put it into perspective too like so many people talk about rock bottom is where I built my solid foundation and that's essentially Mm -hmm. the brain injury story like that guy like that was his rock bottom Mm -hmm. and I've had different rock bottoms in my life and that's where I have built up from and so um they've definitely been beneficial and even like with um my son my youngest son I think I talked about it on our last podcast he's struggling in school and so we're doing things to help him with that stuck emotion and I'm having to get creative I'm having to think of different things and all that stuff and I'm becoming a better parent because I'm having to try harder (laughs) than exactly um, and I already do do a lot and so it's breaking um that like um I don't know it's breaking those cycles and those Mm -hmm. like normals um another really random thing that I I thought about the other day and I I just like I was so maybe morbid but I feel like it applies to this is I was thinking about it because both of my grandmothers have cancer and my one grandma made a comment that she wants to go to Hawaii. My other grandma made a comment that she's doing radiation because she's not ready. Um, she wants to live a few more years. She didn't say not ready to die, but she wants to make sure she can live a few more years. Sure. And I was okay. like, okay, so what would I need to experience so that I could die happy? And like, what do I feel like I haven't done, haven't whatever that I would need to be like, I could die right now. And, or if I die today, what would I be like? Ah, shit. Like I wish I didn't get to do that. (laughs) And I, I, I know this is the first time I'm talking about this. And it was, this was yesterday or the day before. And I was thinking about this and I'm like, there's nothing. Yeah. I feel the same. I was literally going, I have no idea. (laughs) And I'm like, that is a pretty fucking cool place to be because Mm -hmm. if there's nothing, And is that a state of mind that both of us have got to and achieved or like, I don't know what it is. And that's not really the point of my comment, but um, then everything that happens is just fucking fun. Yeah. 
And that to me, like life is a game and it should be fun. Like, why are we playing this game so seriously? Exactly. There's no need. Yeah. So if I'm like, I could die tomorrow and I'd be happy. Like I wouldn't be like, ah, shit. So then it doesn't matter how big my house is, what car I drive, what places I travel, how much money I have, what kind of work I have. If I had to borrow money, if I die with tons of in my savings, it doesn't really matter. And so what do I feel like doing today? Yeah. And And that really is the question. That yeah. if you answer, you will have a happy, joyful, blissful life, in my opinion. Yeah. And like there are people that we're both responsible to. I have kids, you have dogs, I have dogs, you have a husband, I have a partner. Like there are people that we're <clears throat> kind of responsible for. Um, but at the end of the day, like if we're all just here to have the best life possible, then we don't need to worry about that huge bill that comes and we don't know how to pay for it because who fucking cares we'll figure it out and if we don't like we don't like we don't yeah Yeah. and that's been the piece that has been really fun to grapple with and really play with this past year was like well we'll figure it out we always do Mm -hmm. and if we don't nobody's dying like that's the thing like it's it's just how can I look at my life with more fun? Mm-hmm. And so um, we've had this, con- you and I have had this conversation before too. And you're kind of like, I'm not sure if that works for me, but I'm going to talk about it because I feel mm-hmm. like this is just, it, it's a really good explanation. I don't know if anybody's heard of simulation theory. Simulation theory basically is um, me, like it basically is that everything around us is a hologram. It's a hologram of our creating right? Like if you look at things on their deepest level, things are made up of atoms and atoms are not solid. Like we think, like, I think this table is solid because it's holding up my computer, but is it really solid? Like when you look down deep at it, everything's moving. Everything is energy. And so, um, like, as far as like, everything that that to me when I started to actually grapple with and truly understand in my core everything is a hologram of my creating I started to just go wow why Mm -hmm. am I taking this so seriously Mm -hmm. I created it Mm -hmm. I can enjoy it and the things that I don't enjoy that just means that I've got to pay attention to what are the thoughts and feelings that I'm do feeling at a certain time that keep creating this negative uh, or I'm going to put air quotes negative experience in my life because I actually started looking at life and I know you too looking at life as like it's not really negative or positive it's not good or bad it just is we put that meaning on certain situations we always put that on yeah that's that whole 9-11 story which ties into Mm -hmm. what I said as well of like some people were late for work. They missed their bus. Their alarm didn't go off. Um, they got robbed on the way to work. Like, who right. knows? And it's like, who knows? Oh, shit, that fucking sucks. But if that hadn't had happened, those like flat tires um, robbed at gunpoint that held you up so that you didn't get to your job, you would be dead. Yeah. And so sometimes that negative thing, like getting held at gunpoint that would be scary that would that would suck that suck yeah you're not dead so it's yeah. cool brain cancer that's pretty shitty but it changed your whole life 
for me Change, yeah, if I yeah. truck and breaking like 30 bones <laughs> you know it's not that many I don't even know how many off the top of my head anymore because I don't talk about it like I used to um but brain injury the things and um yeah that that sucked but it changed yeah. everything and so mm-hmm. it's like okay when I stub my toe when I break my leg when I get sick um, what is coming to the surface that I either need to shift or do differently? And exactly. what am I ignoring through that process or what good is that bringing me? So absolutely. Yeah. Kevin Trudeau talked about that too. And, um, so if you, if you want to look into more of Kevin Trudeau, he's got a really great, um, training. It's called your wishes, your command absolutely recommend everybody listen to it. It You can find it on Spotify um, and you can listen to it for free. So 100% recommend it. But he talks about, he gives a story of one time where um, he got a flat tire and like got on the side of the road and he's like, oh, I got a flat tire. And instead of going, ah, oh, shit, this sucks. He goes, I wonder who I'm supposed to meet. So for him, he's like the master of this. Like he knows who am I supposed to meet? What am I supposed to experience right now? Instead Mm -hmm. of going, oh shit, I have a flat tire. Mm -hmm. Both of those scenarios are completely legitimate and nobody would fault you for going, oh shit, I got a flat tire. Mm -hmm. But what would you, what would happen in your life if you go, I wonder who I'm supposed to meet, or I wonder what this is supposed to open up for me. I wonder what this is here for. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening for him, I don't remember the exact details of the story anymore, but I remember that he met somebody that caused him to make lots and lots of money that he wouldn't have made otherwise Mm -hmm. had he not connected with this person. And so like always looking at your life through the perspective of what was I thinking and feeling or who am I supposed to meet or what am I supposed to experience right now? What does my soul want me to experience? What a great question. If we all just started asking that question, I think there'd be a lot of fresh, a lot less frustration, a lot less overwhelm, a lot less anger. If we just asked ourselves when things happen, what does my soul want me to learn right now? What does my soul want me to experience right now? And so one thing I've started doing too is, um, we actually did get a really big bill in the mail a couple days ago. And we both kind of looked at it and we laughed and we're like, for me, I was like, that can't be real. Like that doesn't really make any sense, like on a logical level. So I'm like, yeah, I don't think that that's real. And like m- both my husband and I, we both were like, yeah, I think it's going to be fine. Like, but what I did initially was I I remember asking myself, should I be worried about this? And then I was like, well, first of all, that's a silly question. I shouldn't worry about anything. But then I asked myself, if I was an outsider looking in, Mm -hmm. having this conversation with me, if I was like, say I came to you and I was like, hey, this just happened. And you were to give me advice. You wouldn't have an emotional attachment to it you wouldn't feel the fear that I'm feeling. So you would be like, oh, you know what, Karen? Like, there's probably nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. Like, there's probably nothing happening. Whereas when we're in the situation, sometimes we have this emotional attachment that causes us to do these wild things and feel Mm -hmm. these crazy things because we have this emotional attachment of, oh my God, what will happen if this 
if this turns out for the worst and we're catastrophizing in our brain. Mm -hmm. Well, what would happen if we became the observer and we just like, we became our best advice as an observer from the outside. Yeah. What it, what would happen in our life if we were like, Hey, like it's always worked out. Like we became our own best advice. Go at it from the perspective of get out of the emotional standpoint of it and just go, well, it always works out. And that's where it's important to learn to laugh at yourself and laugh at Mm -hmm. situations and just like, like my kids just, I wanted to take them to the dog park yesterday. It's raining. It's there's no slush muck on the ground. It's gross. It's not ideal to take three kids and four dogs in that environment, knowing how wet and mucky we're all going to get. But I'm like, you know what? For my youngest, I think he's struggling. And I think this being in nature and going for this walk and hitting some trees with a stick would be really great be for good. him. Mm-hmm. And my dogs, they want to go out um, almost always. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And I, if I have to bat the dogs or dry off the dogs or wipe the floors down or whatever, cool. And then uh, my oldest gets uh, wants to climb this hill, which is half mud, half snow, half water, like my middle son um, fell down the hill as he was climbing up and was like this close away from like face planting into a foot of water, <laughs> like ice water. Oh boy. Oh boy. And I just laughed it off because that would have been amusing again, maybe, maybe malicious. No, I don't think it actually is. It, it would have been funny. And um, then she decides to climb up this hill and I'm like, okay, is this a great idea? Like, you know, I'm like, you know what? I am a huge promoter of systems are broken. We need to have them fall and kids need to just be kids. And so if I say, no, you can't climb this hill because there's mud on it and water. Am I really being that? Hmm. I'm like, yep, go for it. Watch for dog poop. Yeah. (laughs) Just just don't bring dog poop in the house, please. For the love. (laughs) And so then all three of them are climbing this hill and it's slushy and sliding and icy and whatever. And they're going, this is the funnest experience ever. (laughs) Like, okay, like it's raining. We're soaked. It's gross. And this is the funnest experience ever. And then they decide to slide on their bum down. And so now Mm -hmm. their snow pants, their jackets, their mitts are not just soaking wet. They're muddy. My truck is muddy. It has three muddy kids, four muddy dogs. And it took me five minutes to clean it all up. Mm -hmm. And I could have been like, nope, we're not doing that. Nope. This is a headache and not fun, but just choosing to see like the fun in it all And that five minutes it took me to clean up was not a big deal, but me getting frustrated and grumpy probably would have ruined my whole night. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's the way we choose to look at the situation. What's the perspective we want to take? Because we can all take the perspective of the victim of, oh God, I can't believe this is happening. Going back to that story of that 26 year old with brain cancer, he could have gone, oh God, I guess this is it. Yeah. I guess I'm dying. I mm-hmm. guess I'm done. My, my doctors told me I had a year to live. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like he could have done that. But instead he went, I heard about this guy. My dad, my dad has prostate cancer too. And he started meditating and he started really focusing on what his thoughts and feelings were. 
and he's starting to shrink his prostate. I wonder if I could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's like a totally different perspective when we look at our life as how can I how can I work with this challenge? This thing has come up that I didn't expect. How can I work with it instead of fighting against it? Instead of saying, ah, how come this happens to me all the time? I always get knocked down and Mm -hmm. my life is the worst. And all these other people are so lucky. They've never had this happen because listen, I've never been hit by a car like you. Like I've never had that experience. I've never had mono like you have, but I can also like, I can also see how that has shaped you. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, if I was you, I'd be like, I'm fucking glad that these things happened. Cause I look back at my life and I'm like, yeah, things have happened for me too. Yeah. I'm really glad that that happened because it helped to create this new look, this new outlook on life and allowed me to let a piece of me go that just wasn't serving me anymore. So for sure. Yeah. So with that, I think we can call this one a wrap. This was a good one. I really, I think I say that every time, but <laughs> I really liked this topic because I feel like it's so relatable. It's so easy for us to be like, ah, oh, God, one more thing happened. What if another thing? Ah, oh, no, it happened again. So, <laughs> um, but if you love this, please, please, please leave us a five star on, on your favorite um, podcast host. And if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and give us a thumbs up tap that subscribe. We would love to connect with you in any way also. So let us know like what you thought, what your feelings were, and let us know what you want to want to hear from us next. Um, so with that, I think we're going to call this a wrap for TMI advice you didn't want.